Hello, ladies. Welcome to Trueness of the Words. I'm your host, Eleanor. I have a question I really want you to ask yourself. And that question is, do I really believe God is God? So you're asking yourself, do you really believe that God is God? Ponder that for a moment. Now, have you ever asked yourself, why am I here? Have you ever asked yourself, how did I get here? Or what are the consequences of drifting away from God and the impact it can have on your life? Now, these are loaded questions that go many different places. They can take us in different directions, but because we are in a series on dealing with accepting and loving our adult children, we will focus on what we bring into our children's lives and what they may have also allowed into their own lives. We will use Galatians 6, 7 through 9 to unpack several valuable points. They are not in a particular order, but it was placed so heavy within me, and I do mean in my heart and loins. With full transparency, I began to pray so strongly because it had me so emotional for women, including myself. I can't explain in words how emotional I have become concerning women and the desire to see healing take place in the lives of women. No one but God could have given me this desire. Anyone that knows my story knows that when it came to women, I was just standoffish. I did not want to be bothered when it came to women. So when God began to give me the strong desire to see the healing of women because of my own experiences that I saw that took place in my own life, I knew that healing needed to take place. I just didn't feel I was the person that would be involved in that. There are so many others, but God uses us in the manner in which he sees fit. And here I am. So Galatians 6, 7 through 9, it's about reaping what we sow, greater than we sow, later than we sow. And I'm going to unpack that for you and explain it. So when we look at you reap what you sow, I reap what I sow, we reap what we sow. In verse seven, it reads, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. So whatever a man or woman, we, whatever we sow that we will also reap. That's the reap what you sow. Greater than you sow, that's in verse eight. For he or she who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he or she who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So do you see the greater than you sow? Later than you sow in verse nine, this one. It's powerful to me. All of it is, but it's the in due season portion. So verse nine says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. Some passages say, let us not do, let us not become weary and doing well, depending on the passage. 
For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So the for in due season, that's a later than. That's to come. So Galatians 6, 7 through 9, we reap what we sow greater than we sow later than we sow. That can be good or bad. And I have to be honest, if it's going to be any reaping and sowing, I want it to be good because the later when it comes, we don't know what's coming at that time. And I would prefer it to be good things that I am reaping at a later time. So our experiences and mishaps in life, God will use if we allow him to use us and show us his will and way for our lives. He does not allow any of it to go to waste. This can be done by having an, an authentic and vulnerable posture before him. So are you a single mother raising children? Were you a single mother raising children and married a man that was not their father? Are you a woman that married a man and had children within the union? If you are or know someone that may be any of these or can think of something close to it, this may be a word to hear. When dating a man or marrying a man, is he God-fearing? Does he love the Lord? Does your morals and values align with each other? Does he love and respect your children? And you may be asking, why does these things even matter? Ladies, they matter. More than you know now, they matter. Ephesians 5, 28 through 33, Paul writes, So husbands ought to love their own wives, as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. Now that is a lot to take in. So I encourage you to read this passage of scripture, scripture in its entirety, because it also speaks of the further you go. So I just read verses 28 through 29. But I want you to read all the way through 33 because it also speaks of the wife respecting her husband, which by the way, we will get into this entire passage at a later time because we definitely want to speak about that because that's a topic of conversation that comes up quite often regarding whether or not we should be respecting someone that doesn't show us the love that God's soul set before us all to have. So we'll talk about that as well. What, but here's my question. What if he does not know how to love or love himself for that matter? What are the consequences of these actions to your family? We must govern our children, safeguarding them from what they have, um, or may not have been able to, or where they may not be able to protect themselves physically and emotionally. I looked up the word govern and I looked it up because I had my own viewpoint of what government, but I went to really look it up 
in a different way. And one of the things or one of the meanings was to exercise continuous sovereign authority over. That's powerful because our children look to us as their protection when they are young, because in their eyes, we can protect them from all things. But we, if we are wise, we know that their protection comes from God and our faith and trust in him alone is what we trust in. So I'll tell you this story, <laughs> excuse me, my daughter, when she was in high school, she was in the 11th grade. I want to say the 11th grade. It could have been the 12th, but I think it was her 11th grade year. And I was picking her up from school. So it probably was the 11th grade. I was picking her up from school and it was later than all school had let out. So she must have been there for a program or something she was there for. And I went to pick her up. But when I went to pick her up, I could tell any of us that know our children, I could tell when she was coming out, coming out of the building, there was something wrong. Something was going on and I couldn't figure it out. So I get out of my vehicle before she could get to the car well, and I can see it in her face and she has a friend with her and she's telling me about something that happened. And so I leave my car there so that I can go in. And what I remember most was what she said. And that was this. She said, I told you, I knew that when my mother got here, that she would take care of this. She doesn't play about me. Now, a couple things I got from that. In that very moment, I got, yes, my daughter knows that when she needs me, to come for her, to, to be there for her, I'm there. I, that made me feel very good because I love my daughter. She knew that I loved her. I knew that no matter what I was coming when she would call, but did she know that? And in that moment, I knew she knew that. But what I found out later in thinking through it was something else that I received. And that was that my daughter was watching how I handled things and how I did things. That led me to understand I have to definitely be mindful to ensure that I was presenting before her and behind closed doors when she didn't see me, a woman of God. That is what I received later in thinking through it. There are some decisions we can make if we are not careful that can last a lifetime. This was a strong word I received as a check in my spirit. Don't make decisions on or during a temporary need in your life. We can make decisions for a temporary moment that will have a lifetime effect. In some cases, the scars of that one decision can last a complete lifetime. I remember when I cut myself with a mirror. Back when I was younger, <clears throat> Bulk day came once a month. And so we had this mirror that was broken. 
And so it was a big mirror off of the dresser. And I was already warned not to be near the mirror or bother the mirror because it was broken. Well, we'll just for sake of time expedite this and state I did not stay away from the mirror. I dealt with the mirror because also a couple things. I would look at myself all the time in the mirror as a kid. I don't know what that was about. And it was just, I always would just be staring at myself in the mirror. Even as an adult, I had to learn to every mirror that you walk by, you don't have to look in the mirror, but that's unpacking something else as well that we will talk about in coming weeks. And that is how we look at ourselves and view ourselves and we're staring and we're concerned about what our appearance is to others in nature of who we're trying to look good for when God wants us to concern ourselves with what it is that he desires for us. But back to the mirror, I cut my, my leg on this mirror. Now the, the wound itself healed over time, but the scar that I have is a, a gash. Uh, well, it's actually healed now, but it's an actual scar. And it's a constant reminder to me of my act of disobedience. Whenever I see that every time, so I see it every single day. So it's like every single day I'm reminded of that, of that act of disobedience that I did that left me with this ugly scar. So we think about our children and our adult children. What are things that we've allowed into their lives that has caused them to be wounded. And though the wound may have healed, meaning forgiveness may come into place, but the scar of that act is still there. That is something we need to really think about. So we need to be careful because we want to be mindful of what we're allowing into their lives. Now back to why these things matter. A husband that prays to God to reveal what God would have for the family in any situation that they may face, not what he as a husband may want. This communicates his reliance and dependences on God and trusting God alone, not oneself. This not only demonstrates strength, but it shows humility. He will work to provide for his family. The word of God says, he that finds a good wife finds a good thing. So why wouldn't he want to be the provider of the good thing that God has provided him? Now, let me be clear. There are some circumstances, life circumstances that have taken place where the husband is unable to provide in this fashion. I'm not speaking of that man. This is for the man that can, but won't. And for some reason along the way, some women, we have gotten that in our minds. Now, let me say, I have to be honest and jump in here and tell you, I've never been that woman. I, I definitely am that woman that I feel like I want to work and provide for myself as well. But I need you to know that as a man, it is your responsibility as my husband to be the provider. So, but somehow, somewhere it has gotten where we believe that, oh, I can ride or die. That's what they say. Ride or die for my man and I'll take 
on the responsibilities and I'll provide for my my man or my husband. These are the things that are said. So we take away what is the responsibility of the husband. So I love Matthew 7 and 6. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Now, before this gets taken way out of context and incorrectly, I'm not calling men dogs and swines. So let's just clarify that now, please. What I'm saying, ladies, is that God loves us in such a way that he wants us to simply love and respect ourselves. It also brings a passage to mind where this one has always been. Okay, so I'm just going to say this has always been my favorite, one of my favorite verses, and I can't just get the scripture in my head right now. So I apologize, but it says a man that doesn't work doesn't eat. That's powerful to me because if we're not doing what we need to do to provide, then how do we expect for food to be on the table, bills to be paid? So as a single mother, we take on that role because that's our responsibility and we're doing the different things that are needed and singleness as if you're a single woman in general. These, this is our responsibility, but when a mate, a spouse comes in, even though we will still work, that responsibility ultimately falls upon their shoulders as our husband. So look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I love me? I remember when I had to ask myself this very question because of the hurt, pain, shame, and brokenness that I had allowed into my life that made me second guess who I was as a child of God, I'm so glad I had the courage to look at myself and ask that very question. So that's an assignment I put upon you. Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself, is this man that you're dating or that you have brought into, he's now your husband, or is he someone that was one way and changed to another but is he slow to anger? Proverbs 14 and 29 says, he who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. So folly is described as lack of good sense or normal prudence and foresight. I believe that's what it was. So I want you, me, us all, beware because what does this do to the family and what does this communicate? If we could see ahead the things to come based upon our temporary need decisions during a moment in time, some things are a lifetime, ladies, that should be shutter moments for us. If we could see in the future what our temporary decision now is doing, how many of us would not have done that thing? That is powerful. When children are struggling, can he be the calm in the room? 
when you are unable to be. Because sometimes as mothers, we have a tendency to be a little more emotional and we want that calm in the room. Can he be that? Is he that? Can he lead by example of what God says and how? The only way he can do that is if he is in his word. That's the only way he can lead by example of what God says and how, because God's word tells us, the word of God tells us what we are to do and how we are to do it. That is our, that is our actual manual in so many ways. Is he consistent in his relationship with God? Consistent ladies, not two months on, two months off. Not where he is okay. So for six months, I walked in a season, six months, I didn't. One year I did it. And then for two years, I did not. Is he consistent? We're not speaking of the struggles that we have because we all come up against them. But is his direct point of contact, even in my struggle, Lord, I'm calling upon you. I remember a season in my life when I was struggling and I was going through my daughter didn't even know. I, I always talk about the spaghetti moment because I made a whole pot of spaghetti for her to eat. And she, she didn't realize that the reason why I made the pot of spaghetti was so that it would last for two to three days. And I made it so it would be enough for her. That's what we had. I did not eat that time in that time frame. Now I'm stating that because one would say, well, if God is so sovereign, I hear you. He taught me so much, so much in that timing. What I'm speaking of is the consistent, even in what I was going through, I remember saying to God, I need you to show me you are God. Get it, ladies. I was going through, even in some of my faith, I was struggling, but I still was talking to the God that I was struggling about. My, my consistency in God was still there. There was something inside of me, the Holy Spirit to let me know, even in this, he is with you. He taught me so much. I remember my daughter said to me, she said, we're standing in the kitchen and she said, mom, are you going to eat? I said, no, I'm not. I said, you go ahead. I've already eaten. She did not know, but what I was able to do was fast and pray, trusting God. Didn't even realize I was fasting. God made it so that I was fasting before him. I hope you get that. Is he a man of integrity? This matters so much in many areas, if not all. A man of integrity will not disrespect you, ladies. 
He won't. He won't dishonor you. He won't speak your praises in one moment and tear you down in the next. A man of integrity will look to God before he steps out of his marriage on you. A man of integrity speaks the truth first. A man of integrity wants what is best, that which is the will of God for his life and his family's life. A man of integrity. Does he respect you as a woman and your value? The only way you will know if he does is if you love, respect, and know yourself first. Stop right there. Have you taken the time to get to know yourself, love yourself, and respect you? Ladies, take note that God did not call for all to be married, just as he did not say that all would be rich. It's not marriage was, it's not for everybody. Spend time with the Lord and get to know what he would have for you. Remember, we study what is real so that we will know what is fake when we spot it. However, a season away from God can yield to lifelong consequences. Ask yourself, do I want to die to my fleshly desires daily or have my own way and live the consequences for a lifetime? We make this choice. This is a choice that we make. Now, why did I start this with Galatians 6, 7 through 9? We reap what we sow greater than we sow later than we sow. Because when we do not spend time allowing God to show us his good and perfect plan for our lives, when it comes time to weave ourselves with a husband, all of what we just went through is in jeopardy of getting it wrong and the effect that will have on your family can last a lifetime. Now, God is able to heal and mend the brokenness, but the scars, as we've already discussed, still remain for some. The scars are there. I don't know who this is for, but if you are a woman cursing at your children, calling them out of their names, telling them they're dumb, stupid, will never be anything, on and on the list goes. But then you turn right around and say to them, I love you and praising them for something. Guess what you have just shown that child? You've shown them that toxic love looks just like that. That's what you've shown them. And that is what they will think is okay when they receive a man as an adult child. Don't do this ladies to your daughters. Galatians 6, 7 through 9 is a strong word because the later than we sow does come. So ask yourself, do you want to see that or have your adult daughter experience that in her life? Maybe you do because of something that you may be missing within or need healing from. I encourage you to get 
some spiritual help. Get a counselor that is counseling from the word of God so that you can find healing and deliverance. Nothing is wrong with counseling. If we have the right counselor, one that is serving and honoring God. But if you are like most mothers and love their children, you don't want that for your daughters. You can change the outlook of this now with one simple act. Stop. And show them what real love looks like. If you feel you were done wrong, then show your children how to do it right. So that when they have children, they will have a different outlook. Break the bondage right now. You have the choice to do that because the later then it comes. And however you think you feel right now, you may feel like, well, I'm okay with this. I'm good. One thing about life, it brings changes. And what you think today, you won't think tomorrow. Break the bondage. The news headlines show at a high volume children being killed, sexually abused, physically and emotionally tormented by their own parents and the men that are brought into their lives by way of their parents because they are seeking to fulfill their own physical, emotional needs that ends up having a lifetime impact on their children. And the cycle goes on and on. Ladies, be careful who you allow into your children's lives that can do major damage to their innermost being that can last for a lifetime. That is a word for us all. Remember, if you want to be loved, valued, and having the feeling of knowing you are loved, give that very thing to your daughters. Now, I have received many comments about the absentee fathers. I'm not ignoring the comments, ladies. We will be discussing this in the coming weeks, but for now we are dealing with us as mothers so that the healing will begin. The damage of absentee fathers to a daughter carries so much damage on his shoulders alone and only God can unpack this. So this isn't something that can be rushed. We have to allow God to unpack this thing for us. So as I close, I want to share this with you. God gave me this word while I was in a strong prayer before daylight on January the 20th, 2023. And I'm sharing it with you because it has impacted every moment. I have every moment or movement that I have made since that day. Consistency will get you there. Trusting me will keep you there. I hope this has an impact on someone just as it did me. My truth, I'm honored that God has placed this before me and I'm looking forward to all that he alone will do by way of healing for so many women, including myself.